This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, would you rather be uh, the glue, Brittany? Yeah, you don't want to pick that one. Whatever the other option is, pick the other one. Oh, I don't know. You ready for the option? Okay. You could either be Brittany. Okay. Or he could be a woman on fire, falls into a chocolate vat, and survives factory explosion. Ooh, that's a card one. <laughs> that's actually a hard one. That's a tough choice right there. This woman fa- is on fire and falls into a chocolate vat. What the hell is that? It sounds like something out of, like, the DC universe. It does, kind of. A woman pulled pull from a lie... Uh, Alive from the rubble of a Pennsylvania chocolate factory after an explosion killed seven co-workers, says flames had engulfed the building and her arm uh, when the floor gave away beneath her. What a weird way to put a sentence. Yeah. You want to hear that again? Had engulfed the building and her arm. <laughs> what? Okay. Sounds like it's read. Re- sounds like it's written by Chat GPT. <laughs> exactly. So let me read that again. Had engulfed the building and her arm when the floor gave way beneath her. That might have been the end if she hadn't fallen into a vat of liquid chocolate. Oh, my God. Jesus, Palomino. The dark liquid extinguished her blazing arm, but Patricia Borges uh, wound up breaking her collarbone and both of her heels. She would spend the next nine hours screaming for help. Nine hours (gasps) floating in a chocolate vat. Oh, my God. Waiting for rescue as firefighters battled the inferno and choppers thumped overhead at the R.M. Palmer Company uh, factory. When I began to burn, I thought it was the end for me, Borges, 50, told the Associated Press in an exclusive interview from her hospital bed in West Reading, Pennsylvania. Just minutes from the chocolate factory where she worked as a machine operator, investigators from the National Transportation Safety Board planned to interview Borges, uh, I, I think they did on Friday. This building, did you see the picture of this building? No. There is nothing left of that building that blew so up. So she just and waited I mean in the vat of chocolate for nine hours. Yeah, because she was covered up by the building collapsing in on her. That's the other part of it. The, the building collapsed over oh the top of her. Oh, my God. That building <laughs> Look is at cr- that I can't building. believe she survived that. I can't either. See, right there proves there must be, at least maybe there's a God. What do you think? <laughs> uh, real quick, can I just uh, correct a statement that I made earlier? Sure. So I looked it up because I was like, how can I despise somebody so much, but Tom can love them? Mm-hmm. So I looked it up. Turns out uh, two guys, same name, same market, uh, different guys. Really? So I don't know. I don't know the other John. So the other John is uh, is a talent agent, very difficult to work with, was a radio guy for a while. I don't uh, know but, him. but I looked, because as soon as I saw his picture, I'm like, oh, wait, the John Hines you're talking about. I'm like, that's a different guy. So... <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. So yeah, before, good clarification. Yeah, before word gets back, like, what did John ever do to Rudy? John did nothing. I don't know that, I John. don't know <laughs> that don't man. Know? Yes. He's lovely. So I just want to clarify before Four. things, before Tom starts getting emails, like, what's up Boy, with your producer? Twins. Why is he such a dick? Like, no, just, I don't you know are. that, John. Yes, yes. You are a dick. Well, you so. never know. I mean, like yeah. I said, in my own personal case, I have people that love me who don't know me, and I have people who hate me who don't know me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you get there. How do you get somebody you don't even know? Yeah. I mean, you can enjoy them, uh, but to absolutely just head over heels, or you hate them. You've never even met me. How would you know that? First of all, do you think I sit around the house? Well, I do actually sit around the house and talk like this, so never mind. That was not a, that was not a good argument. <laughs> um, yeah, I, people just, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand why people, they, they, is it because you succeeded and they didn't? Is that why they do it? 
here's the thing. It's fine. I don't know. There's people who barely know you and love you to death. It all no, evens no, out. It's very nice. It, it, no, there's no question. It so, more than evens out. So, I mean, you I'm know, a very fortunate guy. There's no question about it. Like, I hate Julia Stiles. I don't know why I hate her. I hate, ever since she did Save the Last Dance, where she did this move where she went boom. boom oh, yeah, I remember boom. that. Ever since she, I go, ugh, Julia Stiles, I hate her. She's probably a lovely person. Yeah. <laughs> probably it, lovely. That is hilarious. Probably great. But for some reason, I hate her. In fact, I think she got out of acting in Hollywood because she was so distraught over yeah. people thinking that she's hard to work with. Yes, yeah, she was like, I can't do this go. anymore, so she left. That's like the lady from Grey's Anatomy, who everybody was like, and then they came back. Now recently, it's all this stuff's coming back. Where like, actually, that set was so toxic, and she stood up oh, for really? herself. Not the main girl, the one who was on. Uh, the pregnant one with Seth. Uh, You're talking about Katherine Heigl. Thank you. Yes. I was oh, having Catherine a Beverly Heigl. moment. Yeah. 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 Um, a friend of mine had a voicemail from her that he was play. He would play for us because he was so upset about it. Long story short, uh, he was married to like a very good friend of Katherine Heigl's. Mm -hmm. And when they got divorced, Katherine Heigl had called him and left him a voicemail <laughs> about like, how big of a POS he is. Oh, I love and that. And as like, and he was so, we, like, we were having drinks at the Frenchman one night in Richfield and he was like, crying over it. I'm like, there's a lot of people on the planet that hate you. Absolutely. Not, not everybody has an A-lister who hates you and you have proof of it. This it's is the lovely. greatest day of your life. Yeah. I'm like, sell this thing to TMZ and make a few bucks, man. I had um, somebody write a handwritten letter of how much they hated me at the queue and I kept that for so long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the idea... Did, I, I, am did so, I sign it? You didn't sign it. <laughs> Damn. The idea yeah. that... So, I can't do a return to save my life. Like, it really has to hit a high number because I'm just so lazy about it. The idea that somebody wrote out a letter, found a name, I where to, I was honored. Yeah, I know what like, saying. what? <laughs> I can barely do my taxes on time, and this person's writing letters <laughs> to me? I know. <laughs> Thank you. It is very, very odd. Sim Glazer, Minneapolis's rock and roll rabbi, dies at only 67 years old. This is a very, very sad story. Unbelievably, of all the many memorable sermons, Rabbi Simon, uh, and it, it, it spells his name Simeon, but I guess maybe it is Simeon Glazer. Hmm. I always thought it was Simon Glazer, but it must be Simeon, because he just called him Sim anyway. Sim Glazer gave at Minneapolis Temple Israel, the one where he uh, brought along his dog trainer, stands out. In a sermon he called Five Books of Flora, Glazer recounted the lessons learned from his dog. Unbeknownst to the congregation, the trainer named Max was sitting among them, waiting for his cue at the sermon's close. Glazer looked out to the pews and asked, So Max, how did I do? Good, Rabbi. Now sit, was the punchline uh, reply. Glazer, who served at Temple Israel for 23 years, was a passion for social justice and a guitar often slung around his neck, died on April 18th. Glazer, who was 67, retired in 2021 after being diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. I have to mention this very, very quickly because a friend of mine many years ago died uh, too young, but he was a very wealthy man. I met him through friends and you know, got to know him really, really well. His name was Johnny, great guy, all the rest of it. And I remember at Temple Israel, when we died, went to his funeral. Oh this guy gets up on the, in the, the pulpit or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell you people something you might have known, not known about Johnny, but Johnny was very, very giving. And by the way, everybody knew Johnny 
was very, very giving. He helps people constantly, right? So he's up there, and it turns out not to be about Johnny. It's all about him. Of course. So he's standing there going, if it weren't for Johnny, I wouldn't be the tremendous success that I am today. <laughs> I'm very, very wealthy oh. now because of Johnny. And Johnny stepped up and gave me a bridge loan, which I quickly uh, repaid because I'm so successful. It was all about him, the whole oh, thing. Oh, that's so... That's what... <clears throat> when I give your eulogy, I'm going to really lean Mine, into... Mine, yes. Yes, I'm like going to lean three into... Three weeks from now, is that it? He... He was so talented at finding talent, and he saw me and said, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? I mean, you know. When, when you have that realization, this has happened, I've, I feel like, way more times than I want to admit, that the speech is going to be all about that person. It is horrific. Like, immediately oh, at funerals, terrible. I have to find my eye contact with my sister, and we're like, oh, yeah, we are going to talk about this later. I remember when Britney gave me that bridge loan. It was I turned unbelievable. it into thousands. <laughs> turned it into millions of dollars. I'm very, very wealthy. And I want you to know, I will never forget how much. And like, really? This is your speech? We, felt, we had spent hours and I would make him laugh. And he'd always say, you're so talented. Oh you're my so God, the hilarious. Ta the talent. You're the talent level. But yeah, Sim unfortunately dies at only 67 years of I don't think it says in here what he died of. Maybe Pancreatic cancer. Oh, did he really? Yeah. That's too bad. That's a hard one. I think the signs and symptoms come so late in pancreatic cancer that you, yeah. by the time yeah. there's any signs, it's it's very far gone. You know, that's one thing I will tell you that I really did love about it because I, you know, talk about what a, you know, tough place it was and all the rest of it. But the the north side with the, you know, the Jewish families pretty much lived west of Penn Avenue mm -hmm. on Plymouth Avenue and a lot of black families in the mid and from the from the river over to about Lindale or Emerson or one of, you know, somewhere over in there was a lot of Catholics. So growing up in a Catholic, black and Jewish neighborhood, and I cannot remember ever being treated by like dirt by any of them. Never. They just never happened. We got along really, really well. My, my buddy Ben Crushan, who is no longer getting God, Benny died very young. What a great guy. I tell you one thing, when you talk about tough son bitch, got in an argument on the playground over at St. Joe's School. I went Benny, Chucky Gleason, many, many great people over there. Terry Burnham was there. But uh, somebody hit Benny in the head with a bat. Oh. Dropped him to his knees, and then Benny got up, and it didn't go too well after that. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It takes a certain special Whew. person to get hit by a bat, and then there's more to the story. Hit him right in the head with the bat, too. Uh, I'll tell you it this. It was unbelievable. That happens to me. The story is going to be, pretty got hit with a bat. Period. End of story. <laughs> that's, that's like, it. there is that's no that's all there addendum. Is there's, we're done. Ladies and gentlemen, very quickly, the weather, because it's so great. I mean, you know, it's going to be a little windy today, but still it's going to be 55 degrees. Mostly sunny, still windy, a bit warmer with a high of 55. Clear and breezy tonight with a low of 37. Mostly sunny tomorrow, not as breezy. Warmer with a high of 60. Wednesday warmer, partly to mostly sunny with a high of 68. Then Thursday breezy and warm with a high of 72. And then Friday, 68 again. The weather looks really, really good. Like I said, a little windy today. But not bad, because it's supposed to be cloudy today, and it's just, it's not, I guess. Doesn't look like it. It's 44 and very windy right now. So, yes, it doesn't feel that warm right now, but we'll have some time in the mid-afternoon. It'll feel pretty good, or late afternoon, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. We have to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Score North's Phil Mackey will join us right after this. Tom Bernard Show.
This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking, Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bialke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, 9.22, now 22 minutes after 9 o'clock. Phil Mackey joining us. Score North, Phil Mackey. Um, a lot of good things to talk about today, Phil. A lot of good things. I think uh, the first thing we should talk about is a milestone we reached in Minnesota sports over the weekend. All right. I'm not sure if uh, you guys were doing the math on this, but did you know, according to optostats.com, which I have no idea what that is, but we're going to trust them. They're verified on Twitter. So they're, they're either paying eight bucks a month to Elon uh, or they're notable right. in some form. Right. So the Twins won the World Series in 1991. Mm-hmm. And with the Wilds elimination over the weekend in the playoffs, Twin Cities men's team sports have made the playoffs now 50 consecutive times since 1991 and have failed to reach the championship round in every single one of them. No other metro area. No other metro area in the United States of America has had even 30 straight trips to the playoffs without making the finals. We have almost doubled that. I think we should hang the banner. Let's hang that banner in all four stadiums and arenas this morning. It might be time. There's a, I still cannot believe in the state of hockey we've never won a Stanley Cup. What the hell is that? You know, I, I, I've said this, I've kind of wondered and pontificated on our shows throughout the year, too. That I So my, my dad's side of the family grew up in Kankakee, Illinois, which is about 40 minutes outside Chicago. Big Chicago Cub fans. Mm-hmm. So the Cubs have always, the Twins have been always my favorite team, but the Cubs have always been my secondary team. Yeah, I and, understand that. And when they won the World Series like six years ago, and it was their first World Series since 1908, mm-hmm. so you saw three or four generations of Cubs fans. It was great for them. They celebrated. They, you know, they, they enjoyed, you know, the forty-eight hours or whatever the hangover. But they kind of admitted, yeah, I feel like our identity as sports fans is gone now. We've just spent a hundred years complaining about not winning the World <laughs> Series. Right. And so I wonder if one of these teams, like if the Vikings were to win the Super Bowl at, at some point, how would our personalities change in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Minnesota? Right? Would we? 
I feel like we've just had three generations of fans who have just grown up complaining about Minnesota sports, right? They just let us down right. for, for 30 right. straight years. No, they have now for 30 straight years. That's exactly right. And the University of Minnesota used to be good at some things. not so great anymore there either. Yeah. And for men's well, I mean, sports, listen, if, if the Packers can count Super Bowl rings from the 60s, then why can't we count go for national championships from like 1906? Or 1960. National 1960, yeah. 1940, Rocco yep. Nagurski, right? There you go. That's all you need to know right there. We can look back long before we were born. Boy, what a great team. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, you remember the 1908 go for national championship, well, don't you? <laughs> I was talking to my wife the other day, and she told me that. No, I do not. I do not remember. Now, I do have to ask you. It might be a little off topic, but you brought it up. How many times have you ever gone to uh, Wrigley? Twice. Love that place. My oh. God, if you've never been to a baseball game at Wrigley Field, get there. It's amazing. And wait till the vines grow in, right? Yeah. Wait, oh, wait yeah. Wait till like yep. June, July, August, September. Get the full summertime experience. First time I was ever at Wrigley Field would probably been in the late 70s, I guess. Somewhere in the, I don't remember exactly where it was, but I was sitting there uh, behind uh, the, well, the dugout on the first baseline. Can't remember whose dugout it was. Doesn't matter. Remember Dave Kingman? Oh yeah. Dave Kingman hit a home run so far that it hit the building across Waveland Avenue. Yes. I will never forget that. It's like holy Hannah. Well, that was. I mean, that was the thing. I mean, now they've kind of they've they've built it up now. And yes. Right. The last yeah. twenty years, they've they've even put more seats in. It's it's harder to hit a home run out of the building. But you know, up until about two thousand three, two thousand four. You'd have people watching. I remember watching the game one time. This is probably in the early 90s. I don't remember who hit. Actually, I do remember. It was, do you remember a hitter named Glenn Allen Hill? Oh, he was sure. kind of a yep. Cubs, Giants. He was kind of a journeyman. Mm-hmm. And he hit a home run and he had kind of a half swing. He just, he just, it was just a really compact, aggressive swing. And if he barreled a ball up, and this ball went through someone's window Ooh, in that Waveland Avenue sure. apartment complex. Yes. And Harry Carey's on the call and Steve Stone. And uh, the WGN broadcast, they they go back to it an inning later, and the woman is like holding the ball out of her window. She had the game on TV, and she's you know the crowd's going crazy. Right. But it, it's a stadium <laughs> built in a neighborhood, basically. Yes. yes, indeed. God, you brought up Harry. I miss Harry so much. I can't even tell you. Used to have Harry on the old show once in a while, and wow. I remember I can't remember. I think it was Gelfand that insulted him, just teasing him. Right? <laughs> He's just teasing Harry. But Harry didn't take it as a joke. And there's this long pause, and all of a sudden you hear Harry go, Barnard, control your monkey. (laughs) That's that's an amazing impression, by the way. Wow. I I should do that. A couple of times I actually dressed up as, well, Kent Herbeck will tell you. uh, We can ask him on Friday. I dressed up as Harry to do a video shoot for a TV show, and he, he and I were both in a fishing boat. And, of course, Harry had to fall overboard what yeah. the script called for. So I got to go into Lake Minnetonka and when it was about <laughs> 20 degrees, for Christ's sake. They but used yeah. to say way back in the day, it was probably because I remember Harry Carey from probably about 1990 going forward, but really like in his prime, you could actually hear the clinking of the empty cans oh, around yes. his feet during the telecast. You got to, I will never forget one time listening to Harry. Well, was back. And by the way, that team was a bitch Man, the team and those people up together, but... Sometimes for people who don't remember Harry Carey, because he's been dead, God, at least 20, 20, 20 years. It was, ni- 90, it was 
It was right before the 1998 season where they, they kind of came out of nowhere and made the playoffs. Yeah. Really, honest to God. So it's 25 years. Mm-hmm. He's been dead for 25 years already? It's crazy. I know. Jesus. But I'm listening to him one time on, I think it was WGN or whatever it was. And this is exact because somebody hit a long home run again, and Harry apparently had been, you know those cans you were talking about, the empty cans? <laughs> apparently he'd been through a few because he literally went like this. Many times you're watching a game, and there are just times when you can't quite get a grip on, uh, you know, play. I, he was what? so hammered, it was unbelievable. <laughs> like, Jesus, Harry. He was Harry. hammered. And by the end, you know, he I don't know, I don't know how much he was drinking in the booth by the very end, but there would be, and I can't do the impression like you can, but there's a high fly ball. You know, there's a high fly ball. There it goes. He'd be calling a home run, and like the shortstop would back up beyond the dirt, you know, to just catch the pop up. <laughs> <laughs> Hernandez makes the catch. My 202 away. You got to bring her home because over at the old Met, ladies and gentlemen, Halsey Hall, legendary. Now, you, are you old enough to remember Halsey Hall? Any I grew up you? on Herb Carneal. Herb yeah, Carneal was, Herb uh, was wonderful. Because uh, Herb and, and Halsey worked together for a while. But he didn't do it on purpose. But the laughing, they literally had to put the game on hold for a second because it was a very cold day out at the old Met Stadium. Uh, wide open, aired, you know, wonderful baseball stadium, by the way. I love that Met. Did you ever, did you ever see a game at the old Met? Uh, no, I've stepped on home plate inside the Mall of America. Oh, God, it was just <laughs> wonderful. But they're talking, and Halsey made a comment, and they started laughing so hard, I thought they were going <laughs> to vomit because it's cold, so there's a young man and a young woman sitting under a blanket because it's chilly. So Halsey's, hey, look at the people over there. So you got a blanket, a little chilly, but they braved it and they showed up for the game. And I mean, you're over there under that blanket. They're staying nice and warm. Folks, you should be here. Stadium's nowhere near full today. Everybody should have come to the game. It's not that cold. And I mean, they've made a game of their own. Uh, as a matter of fact. Oh, no. He said, and, and this is there, you can find this recording somewhere. He kisses her on the strikes, and she kisses him on the balls. And then he realized what he had just said, and he started laughing because he didn't mean to say that. He just said it, and he started laughing. I thought he was going to start vomiting. Oh, that's so You might be able to find that, Rudy. It's out there. I know it's out there. It is out there. My, my dad told me that story. I, and it's just like, as you were telling me, like, my, my dad told me this story when I was a kid. Oh, that's just so... Just cracks up every time. And there were some, yeah, and there there's some great broadcasters now, but I feel like with Vin Scully... Oh, Vin um, was great. Like, it's all, it's just, it's different, right? The And, the, and let's be honest, the, the, the amount of people that listen to radio broadcasts of baseball games is not what it was no. 30, 40, 50 years ago. And so it's you, but you had these legendary icons that would just. We did. Well, now, and Harry Carey, by the way, Harry Carey was Cardinals, White Sox, and Cubs. He's mm-hmm. got three yeah. different fan bases that, that, yep. would, that would claim him as their own. Yeah, he, well, he started in St. Louis, did he not? I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's right. And then he came to Chicago and did the Cubs and the, and the uh, White Sox. And he would sit, oh, my God, it was such great. But again, you mentioned Herb Carneal. There was nobody better than Herb Carneal, he yeah. was phenomenal. Herb, and then uh, what's, I think as a young broadcaster myself, when I first started, you know, 
just being an idiot on a microphone covering the twins right. 20 years ago. <laughs> right. For me, because I also grew up on John Gordon. John, uh, John Johnny. Gordon was, so it went Halsey Hall into Carneal together and then Carneal into Johnny Gordon together. Very nice, and man. It's, uh, I was sort of professionally starstruck when I got to meet John Gordon and go, go golf with him a couple times, you know, back in the day. Just an all-time great guy. And I love Corey Provis, man. The, the yeah. twins have had yep. a lineage of great broadcasters. Who, what was John Gordon's real last name? Gatowski? I think it was John Gatowski, wasn't it? Was it, and then he changed it? Or was it Gordon Gatowski? Gordon might have been his first, real first name. I actually liked his movie name better. Do you remember? Because he was in that, remember that? Oh, that's... The, 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 <laughs> uh, Little Big League? Yeah. From like 30 years ago? He was Wally Hollenbach or something. <laughs> Wally Hollenbach. That's so good. So we meet over at the old, uh, what's the, the burger place in Edina that, that still hasn't reopened? It's pissing me off. Wendy's. No, not Wendy's for Christ's sake! Right Smash there, Smashburger. No, it's on forty four, like forty fourth in France. It, it it was a diner served just great, and you used oh. to see Minnesota Twins in there all the time when you went in there. I can't remember the name of it. Continent something diner. Doesn't matter. But I go in there, and John Gordon's in there, and John was always a very very nice man, and he's in there with his son, who's also just a really nice man. And he goes, Tommy, I want you to come over here. I want to introduce you to somebody. I said, okay, Johnny, what's happening? And he goes, Tom, because I didn't know that John Gordon wasn't his real name yet. I did not yeah. know that, right? Uh -huh. So he said, Tom, I want you to meet my son, Gordon. And I said, you named your kid Gordon Gordon? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Gee, thanks a lot, man. And he just started laughing. He goes, no, that's not my real. That's not, I think it was Gordon Gatowski, I think was his name. Okay. I cannot remember. But uh, you know what Gordon, I just love? Gordon, Gordon, yeah. Gordon, 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 Gordon. I could have been Bernard, Bernard, though. So you that would have been just, just wonderful. Thank God your mom got on those T's. She got on the T deal, Tommy. <laughs> named Thomas the Twin. No question hey, about it. Before, uh, before I bolt here in a couple minutes to yes, go uh, to go recap the the weekend, I have a I have a character question, a trivia question, sort of how would you respond, sort of scenario here. Okay, so. The Vikings drafted a quarterback this weekend. His name is Jaron Hall from BYU. They drafted right. him in the fifth round. Right. And one of the reasons why they liked him is based on his answer to a question they asked him. So they get they get these guys in a room, right? Let's let's put them to the test. Let's ask them a bunch of hard, weird questions to find out if they have high character or not. Right. And so they've got this quarterback, the Vikings, that's the coach, the GM, and some scouts. They got this quarterback, and they're showing him film of an interception he threw in a game. And the Vikings know that his wide receiver ran the wrong route. Right. That it was, the, it was right. the wide receiver's fault that the interception happened. And so they pull up this play. It's a disaster. It's an interception. And they said, uh, hey, Jaron, uh, what happened on this play? What, what went wrong there? And they were waiting to see how would he respond. Now, would you, if you're talking to an NFL team, would you throw your coworker under the bus and no. say, it was that guy's fault? Nope. Or would you own it regardless? I would, yeah, because if you don't like it, too bad. But that's how I've always been. It's like, hey, yeah, I, I screwed up. Sorry. Yeah. So that's what he did. He said, I have to do better on that play. Mm -hmm. And they said, wow, okay. <laughs> a a high-character quarterback. How Let's draft this guy. This guy falls on the <laughs> grenade. He uh, deflects credit, and he shoulders the blame. And so he's going to be the next franchise quarterback for the Vikings. That is that shows character. 
Yeah. That's all it does. That shows he took the blame. Hey, this is on me, man. This is my fault. Um, I hate to interrupt you guys, but we had five emails. Convention Grill. Convention Grill. That's Convention exactly Convention Grill. Yeah. Okay. Brandon, is it ever going to open? David, Howard, Lisa, Eric all emailed saying Convention Grill all at the same time. So I'm like. The last five times I was in there, this is going before the pandemic, obviously. There. Are they ever going to open again? I don't know, but their malts are their shakes are amazing. Oh, God, they were good. Uh, Every time, the last five times I walked in a convention grill, you know who was in there? Hmm. Every time. Dan Gladden. Oh, really? He oh, loved yeah. that place. <laughs> Gladden loved the convention grill. He is Please an all-timer, man. Maybe Love we should buy Gladdy. it. Should we buy it? Yeah. That's a casual thing. You're we the, should buy the you're convention the worst grill. Sometimes should should we buy it? Yeah. All right. All let's put all in go in together. Yeah. Fine, let's, let's all put a percentage <laughs> of our income into to it. To a dollar. Tom, you go in for ninety nine point nine five percent. Yeah. There you go. And then we'll yeah, come in as go. minority owners. It'll be great. I love. Yes. I miss that place so much. It came. I love that place. It's got to open again. It has to. Okay, we'll work on it. That'll a, be, let's put it's that. A great building. Let's manifest it. I'll put it next to owning a cat next to my <laughs> manifesting wall. All right, Phil. We got a three and a half game lead over the uh, Guardians right now. Twins looking damn good. Should be a pretty good road trip, I would think, because they're not playing anybody. Yeah. Well, the White Sox are a disaster. The White they Sox. Are. There's a video clip. Uh, Luis Robert is one of their their superstar players. He hits a ground ball sort of to the right of the pitcher, and the, and the pitcher kind of goes over and picks it up and throws, just bobbles it, throws a lob, and you see Robert walking to first base. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's just a, the White Sox are a disaster. Now, it is baseball, so they could still they could still lose two out of three, but uh, go, go take two out of three, and let's put this division away in May. And huh? I want to talk to you again later on this week about I still see a lot of people and I'm talking about across the American League, National League, a lot of people are dropping balls this year, and I don't understand why. I mean, balls well, that are be- in better than uh, better than uh, than than kissing their teammates on the on the balls. <laughs> That's a very good point. You kiss them on the balls, <laughs> and I'll take the strikes. That's exactly right. All right, Pally, we'll talk to you on Friday with Ken Herbeck. Right. All right. See you, friends. Looking yep. forward to it. Thanks a lot, Phil. Phil Mackey, Score North, ladies and gentlemen. What more could you ask for? But I will never forget, Halsey actually did say that. He didn't mean to say it, but it just came out, and then he realized he said it. During the break, I'm going to show you, there was a recent uh, faux pas that was pretty famous, or not famous, pretty hilarious. So I don't know who the announcers were, but they were kind of scanning the crowd. It was during kind of a downtime, and there was a group of some young couples hanging out and they said yeah like a lot of young people coming out look at all these people and at that moment the the boyfriend grabbed the girl's boobs oh and they're like obviously the camera quickly went off that and you they were, you could hear them go okay back to the pitch and then they had to silence their mics and then when oh, they came yeah. back on you can just hear them all laugh they're trying to hide the fact that they're like <laughs> it was silence for so long cuz you know they're just dying laughing I have a question for you why would you grab anyone's boobs at a baseball game I think they're just being silly it was very playful it wasn't like how oh, dare you it was like obviously some sort of silly Oh it's they sat yeah. together No like they sat together like it wasn't it, Yeah. it well, was it wasn't like the beer lady it was no, like you no. know it was like a girlfriend you but know like somebody still out in public eh, you know kids yeah. are kids I, Yeah that's I'm going to show you this clip when we go to break because it is so funny. I'm not talking, hanging out with you during the break. You Forget promised it. you would one break a show. <laughs> one break a show, I'll hang out with you. Ah, eh, what are you going to do? Right? 
Yeah. Oh, man. It's just so funny. It is indeed. Uh, five things to look forward to. It is May 1st today, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, Cinco de Mayo. Are we going to have a Latin dance party on Friday? night. I mean, it's it's Cinco big de day. Mayo. Cinco de Mayo's on Friday. A little Latin dance party. Had the first one. Amy Kerr. You remember Amy Kerr? I love Amy Kerr. She's yeah. a wonderful person. She made me put on a sombrero for that <gasps> appearance. Poppy. It was quite the look. Me in a sombrero. That I bet you were... Smiling ear to ear. Yes, I was very happy about that. There's Sometimes no question about it. I feel like you in a sombrero would have real like grumpy cat energy. Just yeah, that's true. Like this has been Good put point. on me, and I have no choice. Okay, so it's May first. Five things to look forward to in May. We've turned the calendar again, so here are the five things to look forward to this month. If pomp and circumstance are your thing, the coronation of King Charles is coming up this Saturday. He's been king since Queen Elizabeth passed away in September, but it's the official crowning ceremony. Didn't he wanted something special from the people? Like they had to show special reverence for him now or something. Well, they had a hell of a time getting entertainment for him. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that. Now, what was that all about? I don't know. I just don't think he is uh, quite as beloved. And then seems like it. Top of it, and I don't have an opinion. I'm not. I'm not. I don't follow the royals um, except like what is told to me. But then the big controversy is that. Um, she, Camilla is technically supposed to be queen consort, so yeah, it's like yep. she married into it later. Right. But right. he was like, we're getting rid of that word. She's just the queen. And people were, had big feelings about it. Maybe because they love their royalty there. They love, they. And these people don't mean a damn thing except they're billionaires. Yeah. I don't know why I, I don't get it, but I get, I guess I somewhat get it, but it's not to the same degree. Like our, our reality people and our stars they can kind of live a life. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. that that's what they always, Meghan Markle always talks about. She thought she had an idea of what it was like until she went and she said it was on a level she'd never experienced. Did she win, like, the 2023 Biggest Pain in the Ass in America I'm Awards? I'm sure that that is, she is in the running. She is a massive pain in the ass, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, I think, I, I can see both sides. I mean, I, I agree yeah. that she's probably a pain in the ass. I also agree that, what was it? Was it um, Chris Rock talking about why are you shocked that like the uh, the country that like originated slavery were weirded out when the black person was married in the family? Like, wait a second, he said that slavery was invented in no, England. No, like it was like God, I would hope not. It was because... Chris Rock had some funny joke about like why are you shocked that this monarchy? Oh yeah, it, yeah. it was so funny. I mean, it was he nailed it, and of course I'm butchering it. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I could see her having a terrible time. I know paparazzi were terrible to her. Oh, really? Yeah, but yeah. I think they're terrible to everybody, and the whole thing is just set up to fail. True. Uh, in sports, the NBA and NHL playoffs are happening all month. Well, not for Minnesota, they're not. Rest in peace. Uh, the Kentucky Derby is, oh, it's Kentucky Derby's a Saturday. That's right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We're going to a gathering for the Kentucky Derby with a bunch of people. That'll be good. The PGA Championship starts on May 18th. The French Open starts on the 22nd. And the Indy 500 is May 28th. In movies, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 opens wide this Friday. The 10th and uh, Fast and Furious movies. There are 10 Fast and Furious movies. Jesus. Fast X. Get it? Because it's 10. They're going to go to the moon. 
Hits theaters on the 19th, and Disney live-action remake of Little Mermaid arrives on May 26th. On TV, the MTV Movie and TV Awards, May 7th. America's Got Talent returns on May 30th, and Arnold Schwarzenegger's first TV series, the Netflix spy comedy Fubar, uh, Feel Under Bras and Run. Is that what FUBAR stands for? Yep, I think so. Oh, okay, good. Nailed it. You know what it really stands yes, for. Yes, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to have the wife, uh, who played the yeah, who plays the wife on FUBAR. I think oh, she's nice. coming up this week. Oh, end of good. the week, I believe. Yeah. Very good. cool. Yeah. I like that. Good get, Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. And um, if you need some side news, uh, May 23rd, uh, they'll have Teresa and Louie's wedding. Is uh, They're doing a special. May 24th is Vanderpump Reunion first part you're talking to me about a vanderpump reunion i wasn't for you you're not always the demographic up. i might throw up i'm fine with that <laughs> you made me sneeze <laughs> i'm so scared you're gonna vomit damn it why would you aim it towards me i put my hand over my mouth so it wouldn't get anywhere near anyone um, i didn't want to do it on camera i mean on I, yeah, on camera or on i was mic. so scared that that was a throw-up moment. No no it was for just real. sneezing and i have to sneeze again sneeze. so we better take oh, wait, a break because hey. i have to sneeze again god bless you Oh, nice try. It's too late. Oh, you're right. Your soul has slipped out of your body. My soul is gone, and that's all I have to say to you. Melora Hardin will join us. Her new horror fil- uh, film, Clock, streaming now on Hulu and coming to Disney+. Plus. That's interesting. A horror movie on Disney+. Plus. Does that sound normal to you? It's what I thought, too. But, yeah, apparently they're going to set it up. So, I don't know. We can ask her about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll be terrific. She'll be up right after this, Tom Bernard Show. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. And I'm Tom Bernard. Are you back already? Yo, mm-hmm. you, we're always back. I just I've I can't been, go any faster. It's as fast as I can go. Listen, I've been breaking down it's all disaster. of the reality TV show reunions people need to watch in 2023. Welcome to the so Brittany Arnest Show. When did you guys get back? Like 20 minutes just ago. Just now? Oh, because I was going to say that. Was that about a two and a half minute break? It was a quick one. We were uh, we ran out of spots for you. I would have loaded some up, but uh, that yeah. was it. We're, we're on the, well, I went down to the highway to hell. I went down to the men's room at quarter after nine, and all three stalls were taken, so I had to come back. So then I went down there this time, because now I really had to go, and it was wide open. I thought I'd be back in plenty of time, but... I got to be honest with you, this is one thing about radio, I've never given a rat's ass about being back on time, so... Yeah, we were real concerned. Mm -hmm. We were very worked up. Um, Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Did you pronounce your name Malora? I believe it is Malora, yeah. Mm -hmm. Malora Harden. Uh, I just want to make sure. If you guys happen to know who it is, uh, we're talking about things that are coming up uh, in the future here. Finally, the holidays, the big ones are Cinco de Mayo, Mother's Day on the 14th, Memorial Day on the 29th, but there's also Star Wars Day on... May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you, exactly. And don't forget, the next day is Revenge of the 5th. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. cute. National Um, Eat What You Want Day is on the 11th. National Mimosa Day on the 16th. And National Hamburger Day is the 28th. So there you go. What were you going to say? You know that who Melora Hardin is, right? Yeah. Besides, she's the one who plays Jan from The Office. Right, exactly. Love that. Serenity by Jan Candles. <laughs> I'm telling you, honest to God, the, I, I, to this day, well, they, they have new extended versions. I know. I've been watching uh, them. They're pretty funny. The special fan episodes, yeah, I guess yeah, they're calling yeah. them or it's something. It's like deleted scenes. Really good. It's so funny. I love The Office. 
It's a very funny show. It is. And it's because the entire cast is fantastic. Yes, very talented. I mean, there are certain shows like this, like every single person is really good at what they do. The episode that they have a dinner party at the office, they have a dinner party uh, um, that is hosted by um, uh, Michael and Jan, and they're, you know, in a relationship, and they give a tour of the house. I don't think Melora Hardin couldn't have been funnier. She was the funniest thing. Her and uh, Steve Carell were so funny oh, in that episode. Good. Yeah, it was um, it was so awkward because they were this couple that just had so many <clears throat> awkward moments that were hosting these other couples from the you know the office. Oh my god, you just wanted to cringe the whole time. It was amazing. I do love it. It is magnificent. There's no yeah. question about it. Rudy's on the phone with him right now trying to tee things up, which would be a good deal when we get there, right? Yes. Um, there's a part two. They walk into their bedroom, and there's a camera, uh, like tripod set up towards the bed, and Jan goes over there and is like, oh, sorry about this. I'll clean this up. Like, as if they were just filming some escapade. It was so awkward. I like the escapade part I of it. I love it. It's are we good to go, sir? Good to go. Melora Harden, how are you doing, sister? I'm good. How are you doing? Now that you're here, I'm doing extremely well. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Excellent. That is the ticket, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you have a lot to talk about, Melora Harden, ladies and gentlemen. Her new horror film, Clock, which is kind of interesting. I, I, uh, I saw the preview for it last night, as a matter of fact. Emmy nominated Melora Harden, known for her roles as Jan Levinson on NBC's The Office. You know, I'm sorry, but I got to pause here. Those new extended cut versions that they're playing on on streaming are just magnificent. Have you watched any? <laughs> you like those? <laughs> I do. I just love them. I, that show is one of the best shows of all time. There's no question about that, right? Yeah, it really is. I know. I know. It's such a good show. I'm so glad you enjoy it. That's awesome. <laughs> now, Clock, it's kind of interesting because Clock is a new horror film. It's called Clock. It's on Hulu, but it's also on Disney. Does Disney Plus do a lot of horror films? God, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't follow the... Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but this is more... To me, it's more like a, psycho- a psychological thriller. So, yeah, I mean, there okay. are horror elements. But I guess they do have scary things, too. You know what's great about this is I'm going down the list of everything you've ever appeared in, and it's all phenomenal. Did you know that? Nice, thank you. Well, it's true. Why did Monk ever go away? I'm going to throw that in before we get back to talking about Clock because I loved Monk. Well, that's good because we're about to make a we're making a movie, a Monk movie. God, I, and we're all coming back together to reprise our roles. That is a great thing. And then I got one more thing, and I promise we'll talk the rest of the time about Clock. But I love the fact that they put on here. Malora has a line of wallpaper. What? I do. I do. <laughs> yes. What's that all about? Uh, it's uh, it's it's pretty great. I mean, I just I just sort of been working on a documentary for a long time um, for the last like five years, and I and I have uh, been a collage artist all my life, and through the documentary, it kind of uh, ended up that that the collages were 
sort of became part of a tool for um, my subject's healing in the documentary, and and everybody kind of started saying, God, I just want these bigger, I just want these bigger, I feel like I want to go inside them, and thus uh, Storyboards by Melora Hardin was, was born, and, um, and now I'm collaborating with a wallpaper company, and people can go to my website, which is melora.com, and they can, they can check it out. What, how does it to work for me if I went with Tom.com? Probably wouldn't be too good, would it? <laughs> right. I don't know. It might, I mean, you might not be able to get it. I bet somebody else has it by yeah, now. Well, you're probably right about that. So I do want to talk about Clock. I am a, I got to be honest with you, Melora, that, that I'm a, a, always have been a big horror fan. You know, it doesn't have to be. I, I'm not a big, you know, when they shove the saber through someone's face. So that's. I'm not a big yeah. fan of that stuff. I got to be honest with you. Me neither. But the stuff that makes you kind of sit back in your chair and go, "Ooh, that's a little scary right there." So I'm a huge fan of horror. I cannot wait to see Clock. It's going to be on Hulu and coming to Disney Plus as well. So what what's it all about, Malora? Yeah, well, it came out on Hulu uh, on and Disney Plus on Friday, mm-hmm. April 28th. Um and it's it's about a young woman played by Diana Agron who um who is sort of living the perfect life. You know, she has a great husband, and they have a great sex life. She has a great career. She's a great friend. She has a really lovely family, and she's just really happy the way things are, and she just doesn't really want to change that. And um, she's getting a lot of pressure from friends and family and society that she needs to have children, and it's recommended to her that she goes to this clinical trial um, at this brilliant doctor's uh, clinic, which is played by me, um, Dr. Simmons, who claims that I'm able to fix her biological clock. So, um, yeah. I just <laughs> love what, Melora, I just love how you did that. It's so great. Where did you grow up, by the way? Uh, I grew up in Los Angeles. I was born in Texas, but I grew up in Los Angeles. In the city? Yeah. Because yeah. I loved how you said, so uh, I played this one character and she's brilliant. I love how you did that. You worked that in very well. Well, that's, that's what the character, that's how she was written. So. <laughs> well, I thought you were talking about your real life. Well, this brilliant woman named Melora Hardin. And so, how, so you said it kind of, is a, uh, to you it's more of a thriller than horror. Why, why would they call it a horror film? I mean, you don't. Don't reveal too many things because I, I do want to watch. Horror elements. I mean, there's definitely scary parts, you know. So I guess that's you know, anytime it's scary or there's like scary elements, like some, you know, some sort of gotcha moments. I guess I guess they would consider that horror. Yeah. Is it? Sounds like horror in kind of the Alfred Hitchcock vein, though, not the stabby stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's not a slasher. That's for sure. Yeah, okay. not even close. <laughs> I cannot wait to go. And when does it hit the air? It started on Friday, you said? It's, it's on Hulu now, yeah. Right. It's on Hulu as of last Friday, yeah. And um, I guess on I, Disney Plus, I think, already, too. I'm not sure, but I know for sure it, it launched on Hulu on Friday. Magnificent. Well, you got eight, eight minutes is not enough. We just, we'd like to have you on longer, but uh, I know you're a very Aww. busy woman. Well, I'll come back anytime. All right, please do come back soon. Malara, we'd love to have you again. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Melora Harden, ladies and gentlemen. She has such a good attitude, doesn't she? She had a wonderful attitude. Yeah, she's so fun. I would think so anyway. So, yeah, I, I really like horror films, but I do not like the slasher, stabby ones where people get stabbed in the eye with, you know, 
a pen or something. I don't know. Who needs that? You didn't like uh, <clears throat> Evil Dead I hated Rise, it. whatever the new one is. Way too violent for me. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind a little violence, but that, like I said, one guy took a saber and rammed it through a woman's face and it came out the back of her head. I'm like, okay, I don't really need that. I'm good. Um, do you have Disney Plus? Yes. Yeah, and Rudy, you do too? Absolutely. You guys like it quite a bit? Mm-hmm. Watch it with, well, Fawny and Sage really like it quite yeah. a bit. They what are they into? It. What's their thing? Uh, Bluey. They like Bluey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so does, I mean, Ethan loves Bluey. Yeah, yeah. There's no question. They love, uh, it's funny because when they go on now, Sage wants to watch cartoons, whereas about to turn seven-year-old Fawny, she'll be seven this month, wants to watch dance competitions. Oh, wow, yeah. So that's, you got to figure out what the... <laughs> Common bond is there. Yeah, and it ain't going to be easy, I'll no, tell you No, it that. ain't. I know it's not. Um, Disney Plus is one of those ones that, like, I could see us in the future getting, but we haven't, We haven't. you know, subs- there's no reason me or Justin really want to watch any of that. Yeah, I could but see I that. But I could see that being a future one. And I know their shows are pretty epic, but then I heard Mandalorian kind of went downhill. Third season of Mandalorian is a little tough to watch. Really? Not great, but the first two are excellent. And there's other good stuff on there. The Book of Boba Fett was really good if you're a Star Wars person. And WandaVision, I heard, was amazing. Uh, one of the best, yes. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So at some point, I'm going to dip our toe into that and watch a bunch. Well, I was also telling Brittany about Dave earlier today. Yeah, because I'd never heard of this show. It's called Dave? Dave on Hulu. Who's in it? So it's about a rap. I know you don't like rap, but it's less about his rap and more about the interpersonal connections that he makes with people. And uh, it's about a little a rapper named Little Dicky, and it's hilarious and funny. And uh, so, like the end of season two, I, I cried my eyes out about it because really? it's just it's about him and his friends just trying to make something of themselves, and it's very very good. It's called Dave. Dave, yeah, Andrew Santino. I don't know if you know that name, red haired comedian. Chicago-based, yeah. And now lives in uh, Los Angeles. He's in it as well. So a lot of good cameos. I like Hulu. Hulu does a good job. You'll love it. All right, that's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen, for the show today. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Of course, the uh, family podcast opens up in uh, about an hour. So we'll be here. Thanks.